You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. It's December 21st, 2015. I'm Nicole Bennett. Today's episode, embattled FIFA President Sepp Blatter feels, quote, betrayed. And his UEFA counterpart, Michelle Platini, is virtually ending his hopes of replacing Blatter at the helm of world football. Blatter and Platini each received eight-year bans on Monday for financial misconduct. Blatter was also fined over $50,000 and Platini over $80,000. Hans Joachim Eckert, a top judge for FIFA, ruled that they had breached four articles of the governing body's code of ethics over a $2 million, quote, disloyal payment FIFA made to Platini in 2011 for his work as a consultant to Blatter. Looking haggard, Blatter held a news conference at FIFA's old headquarters soon after Eckert's ruling. Both men are sure to take their appeals to the Court of Arbitration for Sport with decisions possible in late January or early February. Around the Rings European editor Mark Bisson spoke with me on Monday following Blatter's press conference. Here's more from my interview with Mark on what this all means for world football going forward. Yeah, just before 10 o'clock this morning, European time, FIFA's ethics committee um, handed down the, the eight-year bans to set Blatter and Michel Platini. At the centre of the the investigation, at the centre of all this, is this $2.1 million payment made to uh, Mr. Platini back in 2011, just months before the FIFA presidential election. And this was never never appeared in FIFA accounts. It was termed a gentleman's agreement in in recent weeks um, by both Mr. Blatter and uh, Mr. Platini. What FIFA's ethics committee said was there was no legal basis for a written agreement signed by Sepp Blatter and Michel Platini in August 1999. So this this oral agreement was not convincing and was rejected. There were four articles of FIFA's Code of Ethics breached. He was spared um, a lifetime ban. They were both spared a lifetime ban. They were both spared that ban because corruption and bribery could not be proved that uh, Sepp Blatter sought the execution or an omission um, of an official act. So the, the four articles breached were uh, about offering and accepting gifts and other benefits, uh, loyalty and a conflicts of interest and, and general rules of conduct. Um, quite a damning verdict really from um, FIFA's top judge, Hans Joachim Eckert. Similarly damning was uh, FIFA's verdict on Michel Platini, who they said failed to act with complete credibility and integrity. So they've both been given these eight-year bans, uh, they're both appealing uh, to FIFA's internal uh, process and then probably to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Speaking to uh, the CAS uh, Secretary General last week, um, Matthew Reap, um, he told me that um, this appeals process to, to the CAS would probably take much of January so that they may not be heard, possibly not even till early February. So th- there's a lengthy process lies ahead um, if you know, Seth Blatter and Michelle Platini are, are to clear their names. But today was a, the judgment day for, for Blatter and, and Platini. And it's this is what we'd been kind of expecting for, for several weeks. So you say this this was expected then? Well, there have been talk about, about uh, bans based on previous um, ethics investigations with Chung Mong Jun recently and Harold May Nichols. Uh, they were both um, hit with sanctions by the FIFA Ethics Committee in, um, of several years. Um, so based on those and, and the, the charges there, we, we expected lengthy bans and, and uh, you know, they were spared a lifetime ban, but really they've both been kicked out of football for, uh, for this, um, this $2.1 million payment. And uh, um, it's 
you know, on, on the one hand, a very naive attitude for, for them to take, you know, it, those years ago that they, they thought they could get away with it uh, and not record it in FIFA's books. Um, and, you know, it's come back to, to haunt them. Um, and today at the press conference, um, Sat Blatter had his press conference about an hour after the, uh, the judgment, so about 11 o'clock today, at the old FIFA headquarters. And he looked a, a haunted man, unshaven. Um, he had a plaster on, on his cheek from, from a, a small operation, I think, last week or the week before. But he, he looked a, a shadow of, of his former energetic self uh, and really summed up uh, you know, the, his downfall over the past, past weeks. So you, you touched on this a little, but what did Blatter say at his press conference today? Well, I mean, it was a tr- tremendous display of uh, delusion, uh, quite incredible uh, the way he, he um, remained defiant in the face of this judgment, of this verdict. He kind of stumbled into the press conference surrounded by hordes of photographers, and, and he, he really put on a, a fairly weak display of, of defense. Um, he said, I will fight for me, I will fight for FIFA. Um, I'm not ashamed. I regret, but I'm not ashamed. And he kept referring to um, the, the circumstances of, of the payment that was made to Michel Platini in, in 2011. And remember, this, this was for work uh, that Platini did for him between 1998 and 2002. What, what's the issue here is why that payment was only executed um, in, in the early months of 2011, uh, just prior to the FIFA presidential election. And of course, we know that Michel Platini and UEFA went on to to back Sepp Blatter in that election. This is where the conflict of interest lies and, and why FIFA has come down hard on him. So I heard Blatter said he felt betrayed today. What did he mean by that? Well, Sepp Blatter was incredulous uh, at the way he's been treated by the FIFA Ethics Committee, um, by the investigators and by the, the judges today. Um, remember, this is a, a two-chamber ethics committee that was a part of reforms uh, stemming back to 2011, following the World Cup bidding scandal. So, so Sepp Blatter was responsible for the, these reforms, and now he says today that he's been betrayed by the ethics committee that he he created. Um, he said that the uh, ethics ethics team did, did not investigate um, and hear the evidence of what he and, and Michel Platini said uh, regarding the, the payment, and he, he was astonished that they denied the existence of, of such a, an agreement, a written agreement or, or an oral agreement. Quite, quite astonishing, really, that the way he, he performed today in the press conference. Um, and he said, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry that I'm still somewhere a punching ball as president of FIFA. So on the one hand, he says he's sorry, but he doesn't apologize for anything he's done. He, he's sorry for being on the end of some stick, on the end of these sanctions. Um, he feels that his reputation has been tarnished. And, and in no way seems to admit or concede that he uh, has a, a big part to play in, you know, in the corruption at FIFA and in his own downfall. Um, so, you know, he's um, he was uh, quite entertaining in, in his own way at the press conference. Um, and he said, I will be back uh, were his parting words. Uh, but but one of the things he, he did, he did mention, and it's worth uh, just uh, touching on this, is that he, he even said that, uh, no one has a power to strip him of his FIFA presidency. I, I am still president, he said. Uh, only the FIFA Congress uh, can take away or, or relieve me of my presidency. That that's not true. You know, it, it seems unlikely now that he will he will be um, at the FIFA, FIFA Congress on uh, February 26th, uh, where they will elect uh, his replacement, where they will vote on these reforms that have been pushed through in uh, in recent months. 
um, it's unlikely he'll be there. So what does this mean for FIFA and the FIFA presidential race? I know you just kind of spoke about that. Platini was trying to clear his name, though, and become a candidate. This has to virtually end his presidential hopes, though, right? Well, that's right. I mean, first off, um, you know, this probably means that Sepp Blatter will, will not be able to preside um, over the FIFA Congress, uh, which his, his uh, successor will be elected in February, and that will cast a shadow over the whole uh, of the proceedings. Um, also, reforms are taking place. So, you know, they're, they're subject to a vote, uh, and his um, the, the new man at the, the helm of world football will be uh, will be elected. In the fray now, Sheikh Salman, Prince Ali, Jerome Champagne. Tokyo Sesuale and Gianni Infantino, um, unlikely now to include Michel Platini. Uh, in, in his place, Gianni Infantino, who, who has said that he would drop out if Michel Platini clears his name. Um, Sheikh Salman has said he would drop out if Platini clears his name. Now it looks like we've got a, a five-horse race to the finish line in February in Zurich. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it means perhaps that uh, Infantino and Sheikh Salman um, are the leading candidates here. Sheikh Salman has a, appears to have a lock on, on the Asian Football Confederation votes. Infantino will, will bring him with him lots of support from Europe um, and Central and Southern America. Uh, where Prince Ali is going to get his votes for uh, from is, is, uh, is, is really unknown at, at this stage. He's, he's, he's globetrotting. He's, um, he's showing himself on, on social media and meeting lots of FA presidents, but it's difficult to know how, how he'll um, secure support from all the six confederations. And Tokyo says Wale, I, I think he's probably very much the outsider now in, the, in this uh, in this five-horse race um, for the FIFA presidency. So this um, this ban today for Michel Platini has, has really changed the complexion um, of the race. No one, I think, has, has commented so far of those five candidates on, on the, the ban of Sepp Blatter and Michel Platini, and perhaps they, they will keep quiet uh, as they go about their campaigning. But um, sure, in the next few weeks, um, there'll be very interesting times for all, all five. That was Around the Rings European editor with more perspective on how bans for Sepp Blatter and Michelle Platini will affect the future of world football. As a reminder, Around the Rings began the countdown to number one in the Golden 25 on Sunday. Number one will be named on January 1st. The Golden 25, now in its 18th year, presents a listing of the most influential figures involved with the Olympics for the year ahead. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening. <laughs>